Amen. So, so notice when we when we when we're going to them, we're going for correction. Amen. We want to bring correction into that person's life. Amen. And the other side of that is, as a child of God, especially, we need to be able to hear and to receive correction. That's right. That's right. Amen. You know, don't don't ever think that you know it all. Amen. Because we're still what? Growing. So when you go to that person, amen, as the scripture teaches us to go to in so many different instances, but when you go to that person, you're going to them to help them. Amen. To help them to grow. Amen. To, to come alongside. Amen. And, and to bear that burden with them. Amen. And that's the mindset. If we will operate from that mindset, and on the other hand, if we will be open and willing to receive correction ourselves, how much do you think that would help the kingdom of God? But, you know, because most people, and I can say that, most people don't operate on one side or the other. As the scripture has instructed us, we have a lot of isms and schisms within the body. Amen. And that's where we need to say, Lord, help us. Say it with me, Lord. Help us. We need help. <laughs> he said, I need help. We need, and, and when we recognize that and we admit that, now we can open ourselves up yeah. to receive the help. Yes, right? Amen. You know, what we did, don't think more of yourself than you ought to think. But humble yourself. Amen. Humble yourself, amen, and allow the Lord. I mean, he said, out of the mouth of babes, he can, he can bring a child to you that would correct you. Amen. And children, amen, they'll just throw it out there. I mean, kids say the darndest things. And, 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 and they don't say it, you know, with, with, with any malice. They just say it like it is. Amen. Because they hear the word and they receive the word and they just. Or we've taught it to them. And all of a sudden it rebounds on us because when we don't line up. But what they said, what we've taught them that's in the word, amen, then it comes time, it can come back to us. Anybody been there? Amen. amen. So again, we're bringing correction, we're not bringing judgment, amen. We want to come to them in the right spirit, amen. We want to see, amen, them grow. We want to see them not pay the punishment, amen, but to come in and, and see deliverance in people's lives, amen. See, the thing about judgment, judgment focuses on the wrong that has been done. Right? You feel like they did you wrong, and that's where your focus is. And, and when, we, when we do that now, when we focus on the wrong, we're also focused on the, the, the punishment that should follow. Amen. See, and, and we want to stop doing that, but correction focuses on the restoration of the wrongdoer. Amen. Maybe they don't, they don't realize what they did, and oftentimes... You know, we, we can assign something to somebody and they are completely clueless that you even felt that way. Clueless. I mean, and, and you know, after doing pastoring and, and leading the church for 28 years, there's been a few occasions that I've sat down and talked to different individuals, not just one, not just a few, but there's been multiple occasions when I've sat down and I've talked to somebody and they said, well, you said this or you did that. And I'm like, what? what? When was that? 
and they go back two or three years or, or, or months, and I'm like, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about you. Praise God. You know, that wasn't even on my mind. Amen. You know, I walked in the sanctuary and you just walked by me like I was. If you knew how much stuff be going on in this head, you would stop and pray for a brother. <laughs> and not get upset because I didn't say, hey. You know, it's just that simple. Some, sometimes, but see, I say that to say before you assign or even before I assign something to somebody, amen, and, and then I make up in my mind that it is so, and then I begin to treat them accordingly. See, I've been judged, jury, and I'm executing my judgment. See, so before we go there and assign something to somebody, we need to follow up on our feelings. Let me say that again. We need to follow up on our feeling and, and go to them and say, well, when this happened, this is how I felt because that's really what it really is. Yeah. Or when I saw you do this or that, I thought. Thoughts, thoughts feelings, without completing the information, yeah. without going to to get the rest of the story. You know, and, and, be, and, and it happens, amen, because we don't pause. And said, now, am I judging his action? Am I judging what she just did? Or um, am, am, I, am I making a, 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 my personal assessment of the expression on her face? Lord Jesus. See, these are the things, and it seems like little things, but it's the small foxes, the scripture says. It's the small foxes that destroy the vine. It's the small foxes, amen, that destroy the relationship because you felt that somebody was looking sideways at you, amen, and they having a pain in their big toe, and, and you think it's about you. And, and, so, and we, can, we can grab simple things like that, and next thing you know, amen, stop. You know, my wife is real good with me. She'll, 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 she'll look at me and say, mm-hmm. She, she reads my face. <laughs> And some of them, I say, you read that one wrong, babe. You know, because we will, we'll, but she does know me. I'm going to tell you that right now. We got to be careful because you don't know everybody like that. You don't know everybody like that. She can read my expressions at times and be dead on. And nobody else will have a clue what I'm thinking. Because we've been around each other. We've done grown to know each other. Amen. And we've grown together in that. But you don't have that with everybody, so you don't have that power of deduction. You don't have that history. Amen. And even when you have that history, you still need to follow up and say, is this what you was thinking? Because she'll come and tell me. She'll ask me. She'll, all right. All right. We there. So we need to understand our responsibility. Amen. We don't want to be the one that's causing the stumbling block. We don't want to be the one, amen, that's causing somebody to walk away, amen. But I want to encourage you, amen, that it's time to be, hear what I'm about to say, it's time for us to be our brother's keeper. Amen, that's the Lord. Amen, this is, this is what he says, if you see them overtaken in the fault, well, they, they know what they're doing. 
if you see them overtaken, you see the fault, you see the issue, the scripture tells us that we got a responsibility to our brother. You know, notice it didn't say a stranger. Right? See, and that's why I say when it comes to the household of faith, we have a responsibility one to another to be accountable one to another. Amen. To be able to receive that and to hear that. Amen. So I want to encourage us, you know, the, of the importance of being our brother's keeper. Amen. Because the Lord is concerned about restoring those. Amen. And helping them get back on track. And he wants to use us to help one another. Is that all right? Can we receive somebody coming to bring some correction in our lives? Uh, amen. I, I hope we can. Amen. Because this, this is the Lord's will and his word for all of us. Let's look at Proverbs 27. Amen. Verse 5 and 6. It says, open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kiss of an enemy is deceitful. He said, open rebuke. I love you enough. To tell you secret love, amen, on the side, patting people on the back and not telling them the truth, that's not going to help them. That's not, but he said, that's that's what he's talking about. But the kisses of the enemy, you know, people that don't care about you, they'll they'll, they'll tell you anything. They'll love on you, amen, and they'll let you you, you bust your head wide open. Uh, Yes, they will. In Ecclesiastes 7 and 5, it says, it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. It's better to hear the rebuke. And what is the rebuke? That's a sharp chastisement. That's disagreement or, or by action. Amen. Or, 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 you know, but we got to understand, amen, when someone comes to rebuke you out of love, yeah. first of all, it's not easy. How many of us like, you know, challenging situations? I don't think too many people like, I mean, there are some, amen, that they, they just live for drama. Amen. But, but most people, amen, they're not living for that kind of conflict. So they really got to love you enough and me enough. Because I tell people, if you don't agree with me, if you see something even in my life, don't please come and tell me. I, I'm not infallible. God is. Please come and tell me. If I fall short in, in, in any area, and, and I've had different ones that have come, and I said, thank you. And, and we can discuss it. I'll receive it. And, you know, if there's any degree of truth in it, we need to think about it. We need to receive it and, and, and walk in it. But I, I look at this, amen, when they come to bring an admonition, a reprimand. See, none of us like those words, but that's what a rebuke is. Amen. They come and be out of love, amen, because they want to be the one to help you not go down headlong and, like I said, bust your head wide open. And right. the way you, you know, God didn't intend for you to go. Amen. But he said, you know, it's better to hear the rebuke of the wise. Amen. Than for a man to hear the song of fools. Don't sing to me. Tell me the truth. <laughs> I said, don't, 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 don't tell me, uh, sing me a lullaby while my soul, amen, is in trouble. Amen. Tell me what's wrong, amen. Proverbs 15, 31 and 32. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. And when he said that here, you know, you can hear somebody and not really hear them. You're not trying to hear that, right? You're not trying to receive. But he said, you know, 
if we would hear reproof, the reproof of life, because that's what it's really all about. It is preserving your life, amen, preserving your, your walk with God, amen. So it's better to be that than you walk among the wise. But he that refuses instruction despises his own soul. I see that we got to think about that when you're on the receiving end of correction and you don't want to hear it and somebody is earnestly trying to help you, earnestly trying to tell you the truth, they're coming to you in the spirit of meekness and the spirit of love and because your flesh don't want to receive it, amen, what's the Bible say? You despise your own soul because your pride becomes more important than your soul at that point. So he's helping us, help Lord. But he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. Yes. So you got to be willing to hear yes. the instruction, willing to hear. Amen. Because somebody is coming alongside to help you grow. Yes. And see, as I'm talking about this, we can be on either side of the spectrum. Amen. But we're helping them grow. Amen. You can be the one helping bring the growth, or we got somebody helping us grow, but understanding this is how the body works together. To strengthen itself, to strengthen one another, amen, so that we can stand when the trouble comes. We can stand when the wind blows. We can count on them. If I'm wrong, they're not going to let me just make a mess of my life. But they're going to come and they're going to let me know. Now it's up to me to receive it. They've done their part to tell me. And once you've done your part to tell them, now you've done what the word of God says. You don't have to be their Holy Ghost. You don't have to continue to try to fix it. You've done what God said do. And now you continue to pray for that individual. You love on them as the Lord leads you. You do what the spirit is telling. That's why I say we go in the spirit. He that is spiritual. Don't try to do it in your own strength, with your own understanding, with your own knowledge. Sometimes God just say, tell them and leave it alone. Other times, he's going to put it on you, press you to go back again, amen, to come alongside, amen. And so we got to be led by the Spirit, and we got to do it meekly, realizing if it had not been for the Lord, there go I. I would be the same mess, amen. So we got to understand that we're there to help. We're there to bring instruction. They're coming to us to help. They're coming to us to bring instruction. See, both ways, amen, so that we can grow and be strengthened as God wants us to be strengthened. In Psalms 141 and 5, it said, let the righteous smite me. How many wants to be here? Huh? Not, not just physically. Sometimes words, people, word, people's words can hurt. Yes, sir. Huh? Sometimes we can be hit with the truth. But he said, let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. Think about that. You ever have someone slap you and say, you say thank you? Smack you upside the world with the truth. And we need to know how to say thank you. Because he said, it's a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil which shall not break my head. He said, not trying to hurt me. It's loving on me. He said, it won't break my head. For yet, my prayer also shall be in their calamity. Said, let them come to me and correct me because if they wouldn't went in trouble, my prayer would be the same way for them. I'll pray for them. I'll be there for them. Yeah. That's how it should be. That's how we should be able to help one another grow. 
help one another overcome our issues, help one another identify those things, amen, that the enemy wants to use to bring destruction into our lives, amen. We, we, don't, we don't need to let that happen. Sometimes we just need to say, help. You know, I, you know you, most people, amen, when they find themselves out too far in the water and they can't swim or they ain't got tired, they don't just say, oh, well, amen. this is it, amen. my time, right. and they just give up. Yes, what do they do? They, they, they holler, help. Yeah. And sometimes we are, are, are not as wise as that. We will sink yeah. and we will let the enemy keep amen. talking in our head. And keep telling us that you know, it's too late, that they don't love you, they don't care, amen, they don't see you. And you might be out there, but the person in that water, they'd they be hollering help, they'd be waving their hand, they'd be doing anything to get your attention. And this is the place that we need to recognize, if you feel yourself sinking, if you feel yourself struggling, if you feel yourself falling. But sometimes we just need to open our mouth. Wave our hand and say, this is where I am. Somebody help me. And I guarantee you, the Lord won't let you down. He won't let you down. If you just call out for the help, help is available. Amen. Because why? God loves you. Amen. And he does not want to see you destroyed. Now, this next verse, amen, is, is, is probably the, my favorite one in this, this course of verses, amen, as he talks about. And it's found in a peculiar place in the book of James. And he just drops this nugget at the end of the, the fifth chapter, amen, in the last two verses. He says this, amen, in 5 and 19. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, See, that's what our, our, our goal is what? The restoration, to convert them. Amen. We see them wrong. We see them erring. Our, our responsibility, our goal, amen, is to bring conversion in that area of their lives, right? He said, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from his error of his, the error of his ways shall save a soul from death. Wow. See, now, you, you're going to snatch him from the fire. You're going to save them from the dead. And, and look what he said. Now, I like this part here. That's what I really like. He said, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Wow. Not exposing them. Not throwing them under the bus. Y'all went to help so-and-so. You know what they were doing? No. He said, you're going to hide a multitude of sins. Hey, Amen. You're going to. Go along, you're going to help them, you're going to restore them, amen, and, and it's to, to cover them, amen, with the love of Christ. Didn't you imagine if the Lord required us, amen, when we got saved to come up here and just spell out every sin we ever did? Any takers? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't even want to do that, you know. So, but he said what? He covers us by his blood. It's covered by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And so, so, so much so, the scripture teaches us, amen, that he takes our sins and he, he casts them in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered anymore. So, and, and I love that because, you know, if God chooses not to remember it, he's not going to remember it. But how many times have you tried to bring something back up to God? Remember when I did this? I ain't no good. He said, I can imagine God said, I don't know what you're talking about. 
That's 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 forgiven. That's covered with the blood. You know, I, I, and, and, and I can't see sin through the blood. The blood covers it. Hallelujah. It's done. Or how many times have this happened in your life? And know what's happened in mine. Somebody brings up your sin. Tries to throw your past in your face. The Lord's still saying the same thing. What are you talking about? That's my child. They're forgiven. I cast that away. It's no longer on them. See, so when we talk about hiding a multitude of sins, it's not, we're not just talking about the natural cover-up. You know, because sometimes we go, oh, it's a cover-up. They're they, they covering it up. They don't want to talk. Ain't none of your business. Can I just be real? Sometimes people want to know what somebody did and what you're going to do to them for what they did. Now, if you was in their shoes, would you be saying, make sure you tell everybody what I did? And make sure you spell out my consequences to everybody so that they can feel better about what I did. Sounds kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? But that's the way people think sometimes. But he talks about, we're going to cover this. We're not trying to expose them. We're not trying to embarrass people. We're not trying to, but we're trying to restore them. We're trying to build them up. We're trying to deliver them from that. Amen. Not put another yoke around their neck. But to set them free, to lift them up from the place of destruction, from the place that he said he would take, turn your ashes into what? Beauty. That's what God wants to do. He wants to turn it all around, amen. If we would just say, yes, Lord, here am I. I surrender, amen. We have a duty to one another, amen, to speak truth one to another, to be honest one with another. In the spirit of love, and the spirit of meekness, with a purpose and a goal of restoration and reconciliation. Amen. He said he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. That means I'm willing to do what it takes. Amen. To be reconciled to my brother or sister. Amen. I'm willing to do what it takes. If it means me humbling myself, I need to humble myself. If, I, if, if it means, amen, you know, just laying it aside and, and imagine this. Forgiving them. Amen. I need to have a spirit of forgiveness. Amen. Amen. Toward them. Isn't that right? right. See, so we, we, we don't want to, you know, pass the verdict on people. We don't want to choose to say, oh, they're guilty, so I cut them off, I block them. Amen. Stay clear of that person because they're this, that. No, 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 no. We need to put all that away. And we say, Lord, help me to be your servant. Help me to love like you love. Help me to forgive like you forgive. Help me to be willing to go the extra mile to help somebody. The extra mile to be a blessing to somebody. Help me to be willing to to allow them to throw up on me every now and then. Amen. You ever have anybody just throw up on you verbally? Amen. <laughs> I don't know. I have. I've had individuals come in my office upset about this, that, or the other, and just, Amen. just, just, just go off. And I'm like, okay, are you done? <laughs> I, I, you know, because if we, you know, and I say it all the time, if you get upset with them. The enemy just won. Right? 
Because they acting out, now you acting out. And you nobody being rational. So they, they start acting out on you. You just say, okay, is there anything else? And usually they'll have a few more things to say. You know, I mean, just usually. Okay. So I give them two chances, okay? Is there anything else? And once they run out of gas, then I can speak calmly to them. You know, and, and if we would exercise that in every situation, you know, they got to realize he's calm, but I'm acting crazy. And but in some situations, your calmness, <laughs> he said, Ooh. your calmness causes them to go to another level. Because what are they trying to do? They're trying to provoke you. Don't let it happen. Stay calm. Stay humble. Speak truth into the situation. Be loving. And then they have to examine themselves. Never let somebody pull you out of your character. Because why? You should be walking in the character of Christ. You should be walking to represent him. Even when people are mad at you. Even when people are upset about a situation or a circumstance. And they, they want to hold you accountable for it. That's okay. We can, at least we're talking. Okay, <laughs> I'd rather you come and talk to me about your anger than, than just be angry and talk about me about your anger. Come talk to me. And, and, and sooner or later, we can get back on one page if you're willing to talk. But we got to get the emotions out of the way, the feelings out of it. See, I, what am I telling you? How to be the light, how to be the salt, how to help people grow. But your response has always got to be God's. Your response or my response has always got to be a God response, a God action. Because when we do that, that's the quickest way to defuse the situation. You know, how many people does it take to fuss? I mean, let me, let me restate that. To argue. It takes two or more to argue. How many does it take to fuss? Just one. That's, a, that's an extra nugget. That's for free. It just takes one. And they're going to they fuss for so long and then they're going to get tired of fussing as long as you don't. See, when you enter in, now it becomes an argument. Yes. But when they get through fussing, now we can talk. Have a seat. Would you like a cup of coffee? Would you like a bottle of water? Well, let's talk about how you feel right now. Uh, and if we would just learn to not allow people to take control of our emotions. Because once they got your emotions, they got you, baby. Yes. <laughs> they got you. And, and now you you in the same place they are, emotional. Yes. And most of the time when we're emotional, we are not rational. Right. Especially when we're upset. That's why they say never make a major decision when you're angry. No, or you're upset. Don't don't do it because you you might make the wrong decision. You know that's like you know kind of like going shopping when you're fasting, <laughs> right? You buy all kinds of stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. And after you come off the fast, you don't even eat most of it. Just, exactly. Because you just you you weren't rational. You were just thinking about stomach. I'm hungry. Yes. No, let's see. That's just extra. I'm just oh, throw that in. Amen. So I want to help us to get us to a place where we're less concerned about the wrong and more concerned about 
the restoration. More concerned, amen, about the standard of God.